Bickley and Murata. Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. It's Social Studies time here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. That's where we go through all of our responses to the questions posed by Jared Carlin at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. And here to take us through it is Zach Larson. Hi, Zach. Hello, Vince. All right, let's... We got a busy week this week coming up. We got roster cuts for the Cardinals by 1 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. The first ASU football game against NAU comes your way Thursday. And, of course, Corbin Carroll, the number one prospect within the Diamondbacks farm system. He is appearing like he'll, he'll probably debut tonight, but he's with the team tonight, might debut tomorrow. Anyway, out of those three options, what are you most intrigued by or excited for this week? Ooh, I like this question. It's not roster cuts for me. Mm-hmm. It's one of the other two. Yeah. And I think I'm going to give the nod to Corbin Carroll. I think so, too. Yeah. And I do think he's going to play tonight. I I think that when you bring up a guy like this who is very ballyhooed. What does ballyhooed mean anyways, Well, Jerry? if you uh, the channel that the Diamondbacks are on. Ballyhoo Sports? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want him to sit too long because then it just kind of builds and builds and builds. You kind of want to just throw him right out there. So I would be stunned if well, he does not play tonight. Yeah, shiny new toy. You want to open well, it yeah, up? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to keep it all packaged for yeah. resale later. And Listen. just think, <laughs> just think, if he goes out there, let's say he goes three for four, or he hits a home run or His something. first at bat. Oh, like actual palpable buzz yeah. and excitement right. that the Diamondbacks haven't seen since they made the playoffs, you know, several years ago. Listen, they just swept Tony LaRusso's team. There's got to be some enjoyment in that. And wouldn't that be bizarre watching him play in Comiskey Park over the week or whatever it's called these days? Guaranteed rate fee. Field. Oh, the tradition. The yeah. Guaranteed Feel rate it. field. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, our audience is siding with you guys on this one. 48% are excited for the Corbin Carroll debut. 32% going with Cardinals' final roster, roster cuts. And the first ASU football game against NAU in last with 20% of the vote. Going back to the preseason game this past Saturday against the Tennessee Titans. Well, the entire preseason, there's been a couple players have, that have stood out and we wanted to know what the audience thinks is the best player out of these four that will have the most impact in the regular season. Is it Victor Dimukeji, Greg Dorch, Andy Isabella, or Eno Benjamin? What a Dimukeji! <laughs> I'm going Victor Dimukeji. Not as much attention on him this preseason as the uh, like Dorch and Isabella, but um, you got a chance. I mean, that position, edge rusher. I think there's the most of an open door for him to walk. That's through. a good point. Yeah. I, I do think I do think there's a lot to be said for that. Um, I don't think it's going to be you know Benjamin. I don't think it's going to be Andy. It's either Greg Dorch or Victor Dimukeji, and I think I'm going to vote Greg Dorch. What a dorch. What a dorch. I said this earlier, but like, let's suppose Daryl Williams does make the team and he's the number two. These other guys, I don't even think they're going to play. Maybe special teams, but like Eno Benjamin and Jonathan Ward and Keontae Ingram, even if they all make the team, they're not going to get carries and and passes during the season. Yeah, you don't expect Cliff Kingsbury to change his philosophy and like shuttle in four different guys at the running back position. So I think you might be right, Jared. 
All right. Well, our audience is going with Eno as the number one candidate oh. here with 30%. A percentage oh. point behind him is Greg Dortch. In third, Victor Demukeji with 20 24% of the vote. And in last place, it's Andy Isabella. Now, Serena Williams today is at the U.S. Open, and she opens the first round at about 4 o'clock. And Tom Brady's back in ta- or back at Tampa Bay. He played some preseason reps over the weekend. LeBron James is still around. Tiger Woods. They're both still playing well later into their l- later years. So we want to know who is the best non-Olympic athlete out of these four of the 21st century: Tom Brady, Serena Williams, LeBron James, or Tiger Woods. Ooh. Tiger Woods. I am too, based on impact on sport and the results. I mean, the guy just was a winning machine for for a while. It, it, they're all four very, very probably the best in their respective sports. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going. And with Tiger the other Woods. three also, pretty much for the entire 21st century, have been great. Whereas Tiger, the last Tiger Woods did something that was absolutely unbelievable to me. He was able to intimidate most of his competition, even though he was not directly competing against them. Now, if you're playing match player, if you're the Ryder Cup, then it's different. But most golf tournaments, you're just playing golf, and your score stacks up where it stacks up. There's no reason to be intimidated by a guy, but he did. He just, he, yeah, it, it's it's Tiger. Well, Tom Brady, according to our audience, is leading this one with 30% of the vote. Who voted on this? NFL players? Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, you can make the argument, obviously, for all four. Sure. Yeah, it's it's hard to say Tom Brady the GOAT when you have four GOATs in this conversation. Serena Williams with 24% of or 25% of the vote in second place. Tiger Woods with 23% of the vote in third place. And LeBron James in last place. Is there any other candidates? The three, it's hard to pick one of the three male tennis players to put on that list. Why? Because how do you pick one of them without picking all three of them is what I meant. To like include as a choice. Somebody said Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I mean, again, never lost. I like Caleb's point. I originally thought Tom Brady, but he's not that much of an athlete, just a very good quarterback. LeBron James is a generational athlete and basketball player. Okay. So Serena changed tennis pretty much with their athleticism. That is true. All right. The last question, yes. the really, oh, really we'll good one I put it's up a here. Really What's with good all the question poll questions. Here. We got no open ended answer questions. We yeah, gotta, I, don't, I don't know why. This is supposed to be the responses of the people, Jared. Well, there's responses. You're just not reading them. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we got. Shut up, Zach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've got a really great question here. <laughs> We're asking the audience who will play more games for their team this year DeAndre Ayton for the Suns or Anthony Davis for the Lakers? <laughs> DeAndre Ayton, who was uh, swirling in trade rumors, yes. halfway through the season could be traded off the Suns, so he would only play a half a season with the Suns. A very intriguing question for Sounds people like to Sounds like you're desperately trying to defend an asinine question, Jared. Oh, the results are mind-boggling. Historic. Oh, yeah. Historic. Yes. 99.1% say <laughs> DeAndre Ayton <laughs> will play more games for the Phoenix Suns. 0.9% going with Anthony Davis on the Lakers. So the three. 319 votes. Three, 
people voted for Anthony Davis. Wow. <laughs> That's how that works. Brian's out. response. Good poll, Jarrett, in uh, parentheses. Kayate, Jarrett. <laughs> That's right. But it's Yarrett. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, uh, then uh, Jump and Shout says we could trade him in January and the answer would still be DA. Well, there you go. There you go. That, that's the uh, explanation for it. There you go. There's social studies. Thank you, Zach. Uh, social studies every morning at 9 o'clock uh, at Bickley underscore Murata is where that all goes down. Coming up next, they say always respect your elders. But it's going on to an extreme in the NFL. We'll explain next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with. So we all have really unique challenges to our life. And I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on so you know you just gotta try to figure out life the best you can and you know it's a uh, continuous process so that was a 17 second sound bite from tom brady during which he did not move his mouth once how did he do it yeah there's a there's a <laughs> he, he looks very strange in this people say he looks like ben stiller from zoolander in that press conference yes. yesterday. Very oh, Blue yeah, with, Steel-esque. With the hair kind of elevated yeah. a little bit. And the right. contoured And the contoured. Yes. How did you say contoured earlier in the show? Contoured. 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 Yeah, right. Like he contorted his face. Yeah, he contorted. Yeah, no. Contoured. <laughs> Shaped. In a very weird yeah. manner. Yeah, I don't. So a lot of people are focusing on that. Um, it just also the tone of what he was saying when he said, I'm 45, man. I've got a lot of bleep going on. There are some people who kind of read Tom Brady's body language yesterday as, as a guy that's dealing with some heavy stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. If any, not, I hope it's not anything all that serious. Yeah. If it's something as frivolous as the masked singer or getting a touch up on some facial work or something like that. That would be like bad. That. Yeah, they, they'd both be bad. Yeah. There's a lot of people speculating that that's indeed what happened that he went and had extensive facial reconstruction surgery. <laughs> that would be silly. I mean, uh, really uh the mass singer thing we're going to find out cuz the episode is going to get here eventually. Um but also I think the idea that Tom Brady Tom Brady doesn't do this. So for him to leave camp this is this is something of note it is it's either a reflection of some marital strife in his life or something uh, something along that nature or it's that he's just not as into tampa as he's been into other football teams in the past what i thought was interesting and and granted i i I know i gotta be careful here because it i'm trying to be objective at times with tom brady whom as a sports fan i do not like and I made that quite clear. I, I, I think that Tom Brady, when you take a look at, at what he has, the gifts he's got, he's got a ton of experience. He's got still has an incredible arm talent, not in terms of throwing deep passes anymore, but just touch and, and the the intelligence he has. He's sort of like in that Peyton Manning deal where where he knows where he's going with the football before he even takes a snap. Ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. So he he still does bring an awful lot to the table, but for him to come out and say Tampa's the only place for me, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. you want me to play that soundbite that we played earlier? It's fifty six seconds long, but if you want to notify uh, the audience of all the lies that you think are being told, just like do a ding. Okay. Ding. okay. All right, ready? Here we yeah, go. Let's do it. I think that you know since I came to this organization, it's been an amazing. Uh, 
you know, it's just been an amazing experience for me to come to this place and be as supportive as I had over a long period of time. And, you know, I read all these stories about all these different places I was supposed to go or could have gone. And I'm like, I only was going to go to, you know, one place, which was here. You know, and I think this whole organization knows that. And all the conversations that we've had over a period of time, I chose the right place for me. And uh, very proud of the effort that everyone's put in to make the relationship work. And uh, Joel's been amazing. Um, Jason's a great friend of mine. Um, Bruce, Ding. Todd, Ding. Uh, all the coaches. Um, it's been an amazing relationship. And I'm very grateful Ding. to everybody for allowing me to come down here and experience this part of my football life, which, uh, you know, I look back and would probably be incomplete had I not had it. So I'm happy I ha- I've had it. That last part I don't think is necessarily a lie. I, I, would I, I, I think this thing has been so forced. Even Tom Brady's wacko pretend I'm drunk act after the Super Bowl championship. You don't think he was really drunk? I don't know. I think his body would probably reject alcohol that, in all that's, forms. That's possible. Yeah. That's possible. I counted seven dings yeah. in 56 seconds. And again, you don't expect Tom Brady to get up there and go, yeah, you know what? I really I really messed up. I, I came to a city that's got no soul, that's <laughs> superficial. It's full of strip clubs and malls and muffler shops. It's full of palmetto bugs, which is uh, a euphemism for cockroaches that are big enough to... Yeah, it's again, it, it's it, uh, he's certainly not going to come out and say that. But for him to try to for him to try to kind of rework his way to Miami in the offseason, it's quite something. Yeah, but, but I guess that's a lie, too, because Tampa is the only place for him. And the NFL top 100 has been released in its entirety. And uh, Tom Brady, as voted on by the players, ding. <laughs> <laughs> the number one player in yeah, the league. Ding, right. ding, ding, ding. Right. Uh, Aaron Donald. Two, Aaron Rodgers, three, Cooper Cup, four, Jonathan Taylor, five. Uh, there were other surprises. On I was surprised to see Brady at number one. I mean, you got a guy in Aaron Rodgers who is the two-time reigning MVP and playing at a just a high, high level. Mm-hmm. Had a terrible Literally, season. Literally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. From what I've is. heard. Yeah. It was just well, Percocet, it, and it was only once, Jared. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> um, but... I was surprised that Rodgers was not number one or Aaron Donald number one on the list. I mean, this is a list regardless of position. Patrick Mahomes at eight. I would have ranked Josh Allen higher than Patrick Mahomes right now. You agree with that? Josh Allen at 13 seemed low to me. Yes, I would agree with that. Not by much, but I would agree with that. It's it's hard when you talk about a guy that's you know been to two Super Bowls and won one versus a guy who's not. But yeah, I, I think that uh, I think Josh Allen is above Patrick Mahomes. Um, You pointed this out, too. The Rams on this list have three of the top nine players. San Francisco has two of the top 20 uh, because they've got Trent Williams as the top offensive lineman in the game at number 14. Four of the top 25, too. I did. I, I only. I cut it off at twenty. So <laughs> Debo Samuel at nineteen. Um, that is a loaded roster outside of the quarterback yeah. position, where mm-hmm. there's the maybe the biggest quarterback question mark. Look, we, we know Seattle's not going to get great quarterback play this year. Although I got to tell you, I was watching some of that preseason game on Friday, and both Geno Smith and Drew Locke oh, were boy. throwing dimes. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I prefaced it by saying we know they're not going to get good quarterback play, but there were some very good individual throws in that game. Okay. 
Yeah, let's um, let's see them against the ones but and see how they do. For a team with expectations, and the San Francisco 49ers have mm-hmm. expectations, and they still haven't done anything with Jimmy Garoppolo just yet. Uh, Bill Barnwell from ESPN maintains there is a team that is still the favorite to get Jimmy Garoppolo if San Francisco finally does something. I mean, something's going to happen before week one because if he's on the Niners roster week one, his salary guarantees. The Niners are not going to guarantee that $25 million. To me, I think he probably at this point either gets traded for a very late round pick, like a conditional six or a seven, or he gets cut. And I think the team that comes to mind for me is the most logical one is Cleveland, where I've brought up, you know, play the same scheme as San Francisco. Obviously don't have Deshaun Watson for a longer period of time than they first expected when they went out and got Jacoby reset and they have the cap space. They have more cap space than anybody else in football. So they can afford to get Jimmy Garoppolo. And from their perspective, why trade a draft pick for Jimmy Garoppolo when the Niners might not have another option to trade him before the season starts. So you can cut him, uh, get, get it, get him as, as, a, as a release, pick him up for much cheaper, not have to give up a draft pick, and then have him in the lineup week three, week four. So to me, I think, you know, the Browns are sort of sitting here in the catbird seat having all the options to play with as they wait for Jimmy Garoppolo to make a move. The San Francisco 49ers are a really good organization. They're yeah. also exhausting. From all of their like secrecy that they operate in before the draft, with all of the uncertainty with the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, and this, oh, we're probably going to have to cut him. He's been great, blah, blah, blah. Just do something already, for goodness well, sakes. Well, uh, yes, and the conviction in which they acted to move up to the place to draft Trey Lance is not commensurate with the player that he's been so far. There's just no way around that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Trey Lance and the 49ers week one opponent, the Chicago Bears. So it might be a nice easing in process for <laughs> Trey Lance because the Bears are going to be, oof, one of the worst teams in the league this year. You believe that? Yes, I do. I like the quarterback. I'm yeah, not sure about that. I, I've seen some good reports about Justin Fields yeah. this year that they think he could take it like a mm-hmm. leap. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Lee Boyer? Who's going to help it? It's, it's the opposite situation. Yeah. I mean, you got two young quarterbacks. People are, are high on fields, and he's got no help. And then you got Trey Lance, because of his lack of experience, not high on him, but high on everything else. I'll take the 49ers situation all day, every day. That's a good. That's a great question. I couldn't even tell you a lot of the offensive weapons the Bears have. Uh, what? The, the who? The, ba- the, the Bears. Bears. The Bears? The Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever catch that bullfrog back there, by the way, Jarrett? He's still wreaking havoc. He's still back there? I had several <laughs> spicy Italian sausages for dinner last night. Did um, you? Break. Yeah, for lunch, too. I can't wait. <laughs> Leftovers. <laughs> oh, coming up next, it's Monday. We'll hand out some hardware. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, live from the Akchin Community Studios here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Today's Sanderson Ford poll question on ArizonaSports.com. Ooh, this is a lofty honor right here. Who was the preseason MVP for the Arizona Cardinals? Was it Greg Wada Dorch? Andy Isabella? Zaven Collins or other? Uh, no, Greg Dorch. It's one of the first two. I'll, I'll cast the vote for Dorch. Andy Isabella, 47% of the vote leading wow. right now. 36% of the vote for Greg Dorch. 13% said other, and 4% said Zaven Why Collins. was Zaven on that list? I don't know. we got to track down who wrote that poll question, I guess. 
bust some heads in the <laughs> newsroom. I mean, you did write a poll question that was 99 to 1 today, Whoops. Jared. So. Yeah. yeah. It's at right. currently 99.2 to 0.8 now. Wow. That's either a really bad question or a really bad producer. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> there, are, there are no bad questions. Yeah, it's... Wait, yeah. No, no, yeah. That's, I, I had a boss back in Chicago, my first one, a great editor who once said that. A guy called up and he did a really garbagey job writing a story and he said, well, Taylor, this is a really bad game. And his response was, there are no such thing as bad games, only bad reporters. <laughs> and the guy was, out of yeah. the business. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Dickley and Murata handing out the hardware. Hardware. It's our version of the awards show, and uh, we do it on Mondays. It's brought to you by Revitalize. Make changes that can last a lifetime with Revitalize. Join the Bickley and Murata revolution and schedule your initial consul- consultation today. 480-435-3557 or online at revitalizeweightloss.com. Who wants to hand out the first award I'll today? go first, Vinny. All right, Bick. The Don't Ever Do That Again award goes to the two Air France pilots who were suspended over what has been called a cockpit fist fight. Those are two Great words. name for a band. It is. Yeah. Cockpit fist fight. It's got a lot going on. Yeah, it really does. Apparently, the pilot and the co-pilot had a dispute shortly after takeoff. They grabbed each other's by the collars. They started throwing haymakers at each other. People outside of the cockpit heard the the ruckus in there. Yeah. that That's not good. That's not really responsible, is it? Was there a third guy in the cockpit? Kind of the peacemaker, or did they just let Jacques and Henri go at it? <laughs> That's a scary place to overhear a fist fight. Yeah. I'm oh, my sure God. Yeah. I didn't even hear this story. Yeah. That's not it fun. happened a couple months ago, but just it's coming out now. It was a Geneva to Paris flight. Oh, but everybody yeah. was safe? Yeah. I guess. We Crew members came in, and, and one sat with the two the rest of the way to make sure they... <laughs> Brutal. Wow, that's a crazy story. Yeah. Uh, my first award is the Swing and a Miss Award, and I'm giving it to Jalen Rose, ESPN commentator, made a guest appearance at the PGA Tour Champions Ally Challenge in uh, Michigan over the weekend. He was there to help raise money for charity, uh, and golf is not exactly his thing. If you thought Charles Barkley's swing was hard to look at, mm-hmm. did you see this footage? I did. It was very bad. Uh, on the par 3 17th hole, he swung and missed at the tee shot. And again... And again and again. After his fifth straight whiff, golf legend Jack Nicklaus came to the tee, took the club from Rose's hand, pointed at the head and said, you see this? This is what you hit the ball with. That's funny. (laughs) He did make contact on his sixth attempt. Uh, He dribbled one on the ground from about 30 feet. And then on the same hole, uh, Nicklaus, who's 82 years old, uh, if he was able to hit the green on the par three, mm-hmm. uh, it was like $2 beers for everybody. And sure enough, the Golden Bear delivered. Of course he did. Free uh, $2 beers for everybody. He's money. Yeah. All right, my first award is the Pat the Nat Award. And it goes to Patrick Corbin, who, coming into yesterday's game, was having the statistically worst season in Major League Baseball history, essentially. He had a 7.02 ERA, and his record was 4-17. and 17. Oof. 
He got the win yesterday. And why is that significant? Because he ended the Nationals Major League Baseball record of 43 straight games without a starting pitcher getting a win. That is unbelievable. That is and unbelievable. Maybe more unbelievable that he was the one to get it. Yeah, that, I would say that's dreadful. Oh, how about it? What's he making? A lot. <laughs> he's, still, he's still got several years left. Oh, that's such a bad contract. Alrighty, my first award, and I'll try to get my best Brett Musburger impression. The Jackpot Baby Award goes to <laughs> the uh, Idaho, Idaho State against UNLV on Saturday. Austin Ajake, the Rebels linebacker, intercepted a pass, and after he reached the sideline, he ran over to the turnover slot machine. David Apole. Oh, yeah, have you seen struck. this? Yeah. Oh, Luckily, come so. on. These props are getting ridiculous. They've been ridiculous. This puts it over the top. Oh. I'm going to sound like the old man here. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. You, 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 call, you did your job. You got a turnover. Do you need to put on a crown or a chain or swing an axe or go pull the, 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 the lever on slot a slot machine? machine? It's rid- I think Mario Cristobal ended that that turnover chain thing that they were doing. Thank goodness, because that was ridiculous. Yeah, That's where, I, I forget who, I think Miami, Miami started, started it. Yeah. yeah, And now everybody does it. They do it in Major League Baseball now. Some teams do it when somebody yeah, hits a home it's, run. It's Listen, I, you're right. You don't want to sound like that old dude complaining about the way things are, but that's really disgusting. Oh, lighten up, Murata. They're just having fun. <laughs> I, okay, I, Boomer! I can't stand that. Yeah, same here. And that, that slot machine thing was ridiculous. Uh, the Where Do I Get Friends Like That Award goes to James Harden, who for his 33rd birthday was gifted $250,000 in cash from rapper Lil Baby. Really? Yeah. Wow. Thoughtful. Yeah. Or is it all in ones? Was it a gift card? That it would was be stacks, <laughs> yeah. and, and and at the bottom of of the container that he gave him all that money in a little suitcase, there's a bunch of change, a bunch of coins. I couldn't figure that out. Very How silly. much money does James Harden make? You're giving him two hundred fifty thousand dollars. How much money does little baby make? That you're giving away a quarter mil as a birthday present. Did you see what else James Harden did at that party? Yeah. <laughs> Threw the cake into the ocean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my next award is the Pray for a Blowout Award, and I'm giving it to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Scott Frost did it again. Up 11 points in their season opener uh, against Northwestern on Saturday in Ireland. Frost opted to go for an onside kick. Northwestern recovered. Scored a touchdown five plays later and then went on to win 31-28. to Another one-score loss for Nebraska. Since he took over in 2018, the Huskers are 5-20 and in games decided by seven points or less. Oh, that's getting done. And 0-8 in such contests since the beginning of last year. How he still has a job, I don't know. Oh, he went to school there, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's it. My next award is the Walk Hard Yankovic Award, and it goes to the movie Weird, which had its trailer debut today, and it is the biopic of Weird Al Yankovic starring Daniel Radcliffe of Harry Potter fame. And with the trailer's debut and more I learn about the movie, I now realize that the movie is a parody of music biopics and not, in fact, a serious look. And all my sort of 
upsetness and, and disgust over the, the casting and how bad it looks. Your upsetness? I did. I, <laughs> yeah. What am I looking Contoured? Yeah. <laughs> I got myself all contoured out of place for no reason because <laughs> apparently it's supposed to be sort of an over-the-top fake biopic about Weird Al Yankovic. Why would you want a serious biopic about Weird Al Yankovic? Or if you're Dan Bickley, why would you want, would you want anything, anything from about Weird Al Yankovic? Anyway, it looks a lot more like the sort of fake um, Johnny Cash biopic, Walk Hard, and less like a straight-up biopic. That was not about Johnny Cash. It was about no, no. Dewey Cox. I know, I know. <laughs> exactly. And gold standard for the fake biopic, by the way. Yes. It doesn't get funnier than that. All right. One more for Zach. Yeah, I'll do You're My Boy blooper. During halftime of the Falcons-Jaguars preseason game, mascots from the Atlanta and Southeastern region faced off against some small children in pads and helmets. And blooper, the Braves mascot, he absolutely dominated on the field. Looked like Barry Sanders out there stiff-arming all these little children and ran into the end zone. A great moment in the history of the wow. Atlanta Braves mascot. The, the gasps from the crowd as he was like throwing these small children to the field. And it, was pretty good. it was pretty funny. It was a uh, it was a very um, eventful weekend for mascots. Did you see the Baltimore Ravens mascot got carted off the field? Oh, I missed that. A leg injury and in a, in a kind of a similar promotion. Wow, big weekend for the mascots. I just read this morning. Did you know that Rufus, the 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 mascot for the Wildcats, used to be a real live Bobcat? Did you know this? Of course, they yeah, have okay. a statue for him. Yeah, and he, the, uh... he tragically died in a game, or she. Yeah, during a game. Yeah, oh, I, wow. I don't know. What the, I haven't read what the accident is. What's the accident, Jared? Do you know? I had nothing to do with it, but it was delicious. What, <laughs> oh, Jared? You don't eat bobcat. What are you talking about? Oh, bobcat when it's thin, slicely. Absolutely. Oh, with some asparagus and all. Thin, slicely. Fricassee. Thin, slicely. There. Jared, I, just, thin, I don't, no, I don't Jared, call off your, off on me. No, I don't call thin off on you. I never call off. Can I get a mistakes. roast beef thin, slicely? <laughs> <laughs> There's hardware. We do it on Mondays. Brought to you by Revitalize. Some final thoughts coming up on this Monday next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Song of the Day. Now batting for the Diamondbacks. Number 20, Luis Gonzalez. This was Gonzo's walk-up music for a long time. Wonder what Corbin Carroll's cool, walk-up. Wonder what Corbin Carroll's walk-up music is going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about a fresco? I don't know. That's a good question. We'll find out tonight. Yeah, we're gonna. Hopefully. We're playing uh, Heavy by Collective Soul because Vinny referenced a story in Heavy.com earlier today. Yeah, that disgusting heavy trade rumor about Anthony Davis to the Suns yeah. for DeAndre Ayton and Cam Johnson. That just like ruined your morning. Yeah, my stomach has not been the same ever since. <laughs> Collective Soul is a band. Yay or nay? I think they're sort of grunge music adjacent. They were like sort of the alternative rock like that came right after yeah. the grunge. So I like it. Grunge light. I like this song. I yeah, song. I like this song. There's one other I like. We got enough time Jared, to go through their whole man. catalog here. <laughs> You're right. Uh, there you go. Today is uh, Song of the Day, Collective Soul with Heavy. 
Crisis Declaration, Shine, December. Going off the grid. Where the river flows. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, a little daily dose of Vinnie Joe trivia for you. There's been a lot of baseball lately, Jarrett's wheelhouse. I decided to go into your wheelhouse today. Oh, you did? Yeah, the world of golf. Oh, Or some people call it golf. Golf. Um, Can you name the last golfer who won two majors in one season? The last golfer to win two majors in one season. The last golfer to win two majors in one season. Jordan Spieth. Good guess, but no. It's happened more recently than that. Uh, Do you want a hint? Yeah. He's no longer on the PGA Tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah Cameron Smith. No. No, it's... The one guy Brooks that was Kepka. Brooks yeah, Kepka is the correct is. answer. Won the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship back to back in 2018. It's a shame, man. I thought he was my new buddy too. He was making, he was like turning a corner. He, he was. was becoming more likable. He was. And now, gone forever. I had a great interview with him in January, and I'm like, I like this guy. This guy gets it. He got it all right. (laughs) He got it all right. He got a lot of it. He got a lot of it. Did you hear, um, for years, I was a baseball card collector for years. And as a adolescent, I used to dream about acquiring a 1952 Mickey Mantle rookie tops. Okay. Um, One was just sold. Record setting. $12.6 $12.6 million. A, min, a mint condition 1952 Mickey Mantle card. Come on. Um, a guy by the name of Anthony Giordano. Oh. Who is a New Jersey waste management entrepreneur. Oh, no. Really? Sure he is. <laughs> yeah. He bought it back in 1991 for $50,000. Fell off the back of a truck. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what I heard, too. Uh, and he sold it for $12.6 oh, million. Man. What is he buying next? The Bada Bing? Yeah. <laughs> It's the uh, most uh, money ever fetched for any sports memorabilia, surpassing the $7.25 million for a century-old Hannes Wagner baseball card and $9.3 million for the jersey worn by Diego Maradona in the Hand of God game in the 86 Uh World Cup. That seems cooler to me, a game-worn jersey than a card. It just shows you, just like in art and everything, it's just worth what it's worth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's deep, man. Mm, deep, man. <laughs> like it's 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 worth whatever they tell you it's worth. Yeah. There's no like rhyme or reason. Speaking of big money, uh, today is the one month anniversary of the Mega Millions ticket that was worth one point three billion dollars that was sold at a Des Plaines, Illinois gas mm-hmm. station. Nobody has stepped forward to claim You're it. You're kidding yet. me. They have one month to do it. Once you win, you have two months to claim your prize. And you can do it anonymously. This makes you wonder if somebody checked their ticket and immediately went into like cardiac arrest or something. It, or, that is that is a possibility. Or isn't more it? likely, they don't even know that they won. Or they maybe they ran across a, a waste management specialist and uh, <laughs> no longer have that ticket. <laughs> right. 
I mean, it's totally hypothetical. We've all played the lottery at different times. And when you you buy your lottery ticket, you're thinking, this is the one. And you actually start making plans with what you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, because it's, so, it's, a, it's a fool's errand. For some reason, people begin to think, you know what? This is when the universe is going to make right by me. Yeah. This is going to be my moment when it, when I get paid back for all the garbage I've been through. Uh, nope. Nope. But would you, if, if you were able to win big money like that, would you wait on it? Or would you do it immediately? Yeah, I You'd think... You'd have to do it immediately. Well, you have I to think, get I, think I would be a nervous wreck holding a ticket that hasn't been cashed. I know. But uh, there is there is stuff... I think you have to get, like, some kind of lawyers and stuff just when you're dealing with that much money. Make sure all your ducks are in a row. No. Oh. Uh, you mentioned the Weird Al Yankovic trailer. Dick, you still mm-hmm. haven't seen the original Fletch. They're coming out with another Fletch movie. John Hamm playing Fletch. Is that right? That doesn't look And I'm going to be compelled to go see it in the theater, Of course you are. Yeah. Of course you are. Watch the original Fletch. Okay, I'll get through it. All right, okay. You'll love it. It's a great movie. You'll love it. Uh, Thanks to Lorenzo Alexander, Tyler Drake, for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out. We appreciate it, as always. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke are up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.